welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So it's, it's, uh, it's age profiling, bro. It's age profiling. I'm guilty as, guilty as charged. Just trying to get the attention of those that I love listen, the most. I, 
earned every one of our 61 and 62 years, respectively. Uh, Brian has never taunted me about being younger than me, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm with him. You know what? It's not about age. It's about relevancy, right? And there are people that are uh, 18, 20, 25 years old that are super old school, believe it or not, and cannot and will not wrap their brains around NFTs. Uh, I, I know people, I was just talking to somebody last night who's a friend of mine, and she absolutely cannot wrap her brain around uh, even social media and, and other pieces of high tech or technology and, and just is not Venmo, like out of the realm. And so, but there's also people that are uh, 75 years old that are graduating from college and just starting their life. There's people that are reinventing themselves constantly. And that's the beautiful thing about this world, about this life that we are given, is that you have the choice. And if whatever makes you happy, cool, that makes you happy. But I do agree with Glenn that, you know, whenever, and I've been saying it this way, Glenn, to people, and I've really been pushing on this lately, I want people to start to pursue the things that they naturally do not believe in. And that sounds counterintuitive, but that's the second thing I'm pushing. I want you to really start absorbing and accepting uh, counterintuitive thinking. Why? Well, unless and until you're at literally the pinnacle of where you want to be, whatever that might mean to you, physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, professionally, if you're not there, then I would submit to you whatever plan that you have put together uh, in your life, you should throw it in the trash because it, it has gotten you here. But as, as many people say, Brian says all the time, it won't get you there. And so I would, I would assert that if you start using counterintuitive thinking, hey, I don't believe in that NFT. All right, well, maybe you should pursue it. I don't believe in crypto. Maybe you should pursue it. Maybe that's the very thing keeping you from where you want to go. What is that, Brian? Well, there's, well, there's a couple of principles in there, right? You know, the uh, do something, doing something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. That's you know really what Goggins has been talking about. You know, make make yourself uncomfortable every day. And I'm now. An investor in cryptocurrency. You know, I've got a about a. I, I never uh, thought I'd hear those words yeah, out well, of your mouth. Well, well, you know, I know patterns, right? And when I saw uh, that take a you know a big sell-off about uh, four weeks ago, I jumped in at uh, Bitcoin, and I, I jumped in at I guess thirty-six thousand. I liked uh, Ethereum. Uh, I, I liked it at twenty-six hundred. I really liked it at twenty-five hundred, and I loaded up, and I've had a pretty good initial return on investment as it relates to EFTs. There's an artist that I've been following for NFT, NFTs, EFTs, guys, NFTs, um, an artist named Peter Tunney, uh, who has a lot of these paintings in New York city. Uh, one of them is the time, the time is always now I've been buying his stuff for many years and he sent me something. Hey, this is an opportunity. I'm getting into that space. So I bought 10 of his NFTs and, um, I'm proceeding with course caution, and I think that is the message I'd like to share with everybody. That I am using completely discretionary funds, and you know, as you you know, crawl, walk, run. I think one of the ways I have to learn about this, I'm never going to know enough or all about it, was to put some money into it and start watching it and watching the patterns. And I've done that, but too many people, I think, David, might think this is a get-rich-quick scheme, and because so many have made a lot of money in this space quickly. Uh, I think that they put themselves at risk if they don't proceed with caution. And again, I'm not trying to hold anybody back, but 
uh, I, I think you've got to take uh, risk capital and, and allocate this in that bucket. And, you know, risk capital should probably not be more than 5 to 10% of your overall investment portfolio. And I think that's probably a strategy that would make sense. Well, I Brian, agree, David, I sorry about that, David. Who's by the way, it's Raylan. Raylan. Yeah, I'm all the way down. Oh here. my so, God! Guys, good morning, hey Raylan. Up, good morning. Thanks for getting up, buddy. <laughs> I've been up. Get your face out of that big bowl of Fruit Loops and join the conversation. Fruit Loops. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I, I'm a pretty pebbles guy. But no, the thing that I was going to mention <laughs> to you though was I think you brought up something that was interesting, which is you practice a new skill when you jump into something you don't know about. Yeah. Right. And and the cool thing is, yes, you'll learn about, you know, uh, Brian and David, everyone that's that's jumping in NFTs. You may learn something you didn't know already about NFTs. But then the question becomes, how does this apply to already stuff that I'm doing? Right. Like I was thinking about it. Uh, I was learning from, you know, in my opinion, he's one of the great greatest teachers of, of NFTs, uh, Brian Pan Panzo, because he makes it so simple, even for people like me that don't get it at all. And I started thinking about um, the idea of using NFTs, for example, for like maybe your coaching program, maybe for like, you know, working with different corporations. Imagine if the, like you have a certification that's locked in blockchain, of course, but also is attached to an NFT to where the, the price of working with David Spizak, right? They invested into it, but they get investment back over time. So not only do they get the training and, and, and the, the outcome from David Spizak, but in addition to that, they have this NFT that constantly builds and builds and builds. So the perceived value is way greater than just, you know, what they learned. Now, Raylan, stop right there. He's going to raise his prices to me. Will you stop? He's going to say, okay, hey, Brian. But, I just, the, the, I just, the, Brian. the price, the price went up, but uh, here's the deal. You. You're going to get a residual on the training. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, but again, I have no uh, idea I, I how that would I work. I think it's a great, it's just a thought Ray, process. Raylan, I think that's a great application for Yeah, us. it's just a thought process of the experiment of going, okay, well, how could this apply to already what we're doing? And again, if you do anything like that, now you just made even more money. I, it's just fascinating to just play with the idea of if I were to use NFTs in the coaching space and the, the corporate uh, training space, how would that look? And maybe you use it, maybe you don't, but along the way, you may discover something. Hey, Grant, what do you think about that? I think Grant jumped into the room. He would be a natural for that with all the training material that he's got out there. Yo. Yo. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're looking at this right now. Yeah, I, you know. Uh, I, I, but I, people keep people keep telling me, man, why, why, why aren't you all in the NFTs? I'm like, well, you know, you don't know what I'm working on. But but right now I got this real estate deal. I'm trying to do the four four times bigger than what I did in December, and I'm so excited about it. It's such a challenge, and I think the thing to do to, when you when you're taking on big 10x projects is you just got to keep asking yourself how could I do it because everyone is going to tell you folks it's not worth it. You can't do it. Like the bigger and better it gets, the more people are going to tell you you can't do it for whatever reason. And I was on a call this morning, Brian, with a guy, and he's like, bro, you don't want to do that. You know, these other groups are going to buy it. They're going to pay all cash. And I'm like, hey, Hank, that's what everyone is saying to themselves. That's it, that, well, that just turns you on, right? When someone tells you no. I'm like, well, it just shows me the opportunity because everybody's having the same conversation. 
any anybody that's free thinking for a moment and everybody here has the ability to have free thinking for a moment and then then other people get around you and they shut the door on it right they're like that's too big it's too risky it's too this it's too that whatever they're going to say right but that's how they keep you out of big think and doing big things so the one thing that i would just share with everybody is when that when you're doing that just keep asking yourself but but if it was possible how how what would i have to do what who would i have to know what would i have to get what would i need just ask better questions so the nft thing is i don't fully understand them but i know people are talking about them so that by itself is valuable so how could grant cardone use nfts how could it help my customers how could it how could my nft be different than every other nft because they they will i promise you you will see a collapse in this space of, of value because most of it's just made up but how could i build value so i'm not one of those people that collapse with it yeah I, I think well you could you could definitely with... i think it's a ran it's a natural extension and i you know one of the one of the many things i love about you is that you don't just need your jump into things you uh just like we've said many times people there's people that don't know you didn't know you till till a year ago on clubhouse <laughs> and they think that man this guy's just all hyped up on real estate well yeah he's been hyped up for 30 years on real estate but but you know you've learned the craft you put in the time and put in the work and you'll do the same thing with nfts but i think at the end of the day nfts is such a i'll put it this way you started out with significant investors and then you figured out a way to do something nobody else has ever done and that's allow anybody anybody to invest any amount of money who's not an accredited, accredited investor by IRS standards. And with NFTs, you know, you could hypothetically have something in grant that's a Cardone Capital NFT that people get that NFT and it allows them to get into the real estate space with you. And that NFT, to Glenn's point earlier, is associated with the company itself, with you yourself. It's not gonna go anywhere, it's not gonna collapse unlike many of the other ones that you're referring to which are just man there's gonna be it's just like cryptocurrency guys listen there's gonna be continue to be a proliferation of thousands of cryptocurrencies or altcoins and the vast majority of those when it all shakes out because you know at some point all the big players are going to jump in and when that happens all the pretenders are going to start to fall away when you well, see Dave, jp you got, you got, morgan jump in hey well one last thing right jp morgan is, is reporting on cryptocurrency morgan stanley reports on cryptocurrency uh, you know b of a reports on cryptocurrency b of a accepted cryptocurrency it's happening already it's going to happen with the real deal of nft too I think it's going to be very much like the dot com bubble, the shakeout that Grant's talking totally, about. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and, and so, and there are there are plenty of examples of companies that came through it because they had an underlying business model that was supported by revenue. Uh, but many of the uh, the dot coms had nothing going for them. It was simply to take in you know, dot com and then have an IPO and, and raise capital. And I think we'll see the same thing uh, in this space. But I think after that. Uh, you, you'll have the foundation uh, to start rebuilding here. So I, I'm proceeding with caution. I think it's a natural yeah, for Grant Brian, to be able to put I, your I, stuff on the blockchain. I think that one thing, like the name of it, the NFT, the name of it is awful. You know, it, it's, it's like a digital contract. I mean, 
if, if I get beyond the NFT and literally just went out and said, hey, I have a digital contract. It's on your phone. It includes my photo or whatever, some symbol of 10X. And in that contract, you know, it, it's just another way to do marketing. But, but isn't it great though? every time that contract gets transferred or changed, if, the, if that's the author there, if that, or the artist gets if, paid. If that's included. That does not have to be included. And I think a lot of people just assume NFTs all include taking care of the origin, uh, the, uh, the origin, but it doesn't have to be in there. Well, I know you'll make sure that yours well, Grant, does. Well, one idea though, too, that we that you could do is throw. Let's throw out for for just a second the idea of the money part. It'll raise. It'll go down. Let's forget that. But wouldn't it be interesting, like especially for you, Grant, where so many people probably say, "Man, I know Grant. I did this. I did this certification, but they've never done it." Now they have an entity that you cannot duplicate. And so now, when when someone says, "Yeah, I work with Grant," or "I know Grant," show me the NFT. Show me the thing that says that you actually paid money, you actually got coaching, you actually did whatever. Show me the certificate that you can't duplicate. And that's kind of where I'm thinking about NFTs in that lane. So that way you can't say that you did something you didn't do. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, so you see it as a light, you see it as a, a driver's license or, a, or or educational paper. Like I, I, I never even considered a, a, dipl- a diploma. Yeah, exactly. Now the money. No, once you start having that diploma, Graham, people that that would have a value that they're 10x certified because that's going to mean that you've done you've crossed certain hurdles uh, to get to a certain place. And I, you know, I think that could have some value. Give you an example, and he's not using it this way, but Professor Galloway has got NYU courses, and when you complete the course, he gives you a badge that can be on uh, your your LinkedIn profile or, or whatnot. And Galloway's got some, some pretty good credentials, but you know, it also serves him because when people see that badge on LinkedIn, Hey, what is that? How do I get that? So I, I think that could be a very uh, interesting play. Hey, this is Ramon. I just wanted to add one thing, if I may. I do think Grant has a point. This is, in some degree, as you said, Raylan, about the marketing, about the money. Put that aside. It's about marketing. We're talking about digital tickets. There's been badges for years which people have received, which have been authenticated on public websites. So I think, to some degree, this is about marketing. To, to, in fairness of points, a digital ticket. How we use it is what's different. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a fair statement. But at the end of the day, I would say this. Let's just start with this. There's oftentimes the toothpaste is out of the tube. It's not going anywhere. Crypto, not going anywhere. Blockchain, not. Blockchain has been adopted. If anybody still thinks blockchain is voodoo because you don't understand it, pursue it. Because blockchain has been adopted by 53 of the largest industries in the country for the last five years. It's not new to them. It may be new to you. And it's okay that it's new to you. But just understand that if you don't pursue things that you don't believe in or that are not comfortable for you, then you're going to be like the person that thought that the Internet in 1973 was voodoo, email in 78 was voodoo, e-commerce in 99 was voodoo, uh, crypto was voodoo in, in 2007, and you're going to have another one and another one and another one that you miss. This is where the world is going, and it's going because of two things. It's decentralized banking, as, as, uh, as Glenn was alluding to earlier. Decentralized. It's pulling the fees out of all the fees that you always ate with banking. It's pulling that out. It's also pulling out the fact that, isn't it? No, no, no. Wait a second. Watch- 
It ain't pulling all, right. all the but hey, out, David, 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 I just had a great idea, guys. <laughs> no, go ahead, Grant. Hold on. I know where you're going, Brian, and I'm going to let you go. One of my bonuses. One of my bonuses of the NFT could be you join you your official member of the Mile High Club on Grant Cardone's jet. Uh, you know, I like that. I like that. But, hey, hey, Grant. Like, Grant. Maybe two of those. I'd like right? to. I, I don't yeah. need the place messed up. Yeah. I'd like to 10x myself on your jet anytime. Would that be valuable to anybody, though? Like, like, what's the value of that? Like, just bragging rights? Yeah, that's, a, that's rarefied air right there. But, Brian, I know where you're going. There are fees in every NFT transfer and every crypto transfer. I get that. But it's pulling it away from from the big and, guys, and, and their 100%. and their owners and their owners fees. Oh, they're huge. They're huge. Yeah. Fees. You know, huge. so so your your investment gets tanked by three percent or so uh, at the outset. You know, again, I'm not playing. But but I think the other thing is, Brian, is that that you know you can't go to Bank of America and say, hey, by the way, I have a 10x growth conference ticket with Grant Cardone every year for the next five years. It's worth 20 grand. Uh, can you deposit it in my account? They won't. They won't have it as a value. I think the value here is that now there is a place where a something of value to you, to the owner, can now sit protected. That it has never been acknowledged by the traditional banks. And, and that opens up. Okay. That opens up big industries for too many people. I agree. It does indeed, and you also have to really look at it from the. Um, you know, from the from the company side for the first time, like these guys with these, um, you know, with these board apes right now, for example, you know, there's a there's a smart contract in there where they're getting a percentage of every single transaction. And there have been like 300,000 transactions. Right. So they got the initial two hundred dollars that they sold it for. And then when that person sold it for five hundred, they got 10 percent of that. When that person sold it for a thousand, they got 10 percent of that. So it goes on forever. Goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. So they're getting these recurring, you know, percentages every single time there's a transaction. But Glenn, Glenn let me ask you this: Ridiculous. This is what I don't understand. Okay, if somebody's doing a NFT that's got value, not not art, because somebody thinks those bored apes are going to be worth more money or something. But let's say they they did it with me, and this got uh, I don't know lifetime of 10x growth conference. It's got lifetime Cardone University. It's got, uh, you know, uh, out of 10,000, uh, 100 of them have uh, private, uh, a mastermind once a year at a remote location. How, how do those become more valuable? Why, why is Glenn going to trade that a year from now? Because of access. And, and, because and so, of Glenn, access. let's say Glenn bought one for 1000 bucks. And it's got, I don't know, $50,000 worth of stuff in it or more, right? I, like I could literally make this thing worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars with all the products I have. Why does Glenn trade it a year from now? And how, how does he tell that story? Well, I... Well, one, yeah, so, mm, one so quick it's, idea it's, is just that you, I, to me, Grant, you have two different entities. You have one that precedes grant that will live on past grant. And then you have one that is encompassing of your, your programs that's certified to say that I am a Grant Cardone student. That to me, if I, again, I'm not an NFT guy, but if just brainstorming, yeah, and let me, you have one that you create that's that precedes grant. Now that 
doesn't have to have Grant in it. But let's say, for example, think of it this way: like Grant, Gary V actually talked about this the other day. Where I, think, I can't remember the what was it the the truthful ant or something, right? It's, it's to approach. Yeah, it's to approach another brand of people, another audience that maybe doesn't like Grant Cardone. Now, granted, there's like one of them. That was a joke. But but let's say no, there's people no. out there, right, that doesn't doesn't necessarily jive with Grant Cardone. Then you design an NFT that has a story behind it, has a brand behind it, has a voice behind it, and that prestige you. Now you make money for life off of that thing. I don't know how you would do it, but to me, that's how you would do it, is have two Agreed. different kind of NFTs. Let's go back. Agreed. And Glenn, I still don't understand how Glenn is going to go trade this one thousand. Let me explain. Let me break it down for you, G. So it's all about supply and demand, right? So there are a limited number of these opportunities to invest in the Grant Cardone brand to become a part of his tribe, to become a part of his community. You're going to get access to events that no one else has access to. You have to have a token to be able to access this event, access this particular course, access this particular training. And there's only so many tokens. So you have millions, tens of millions of followers, right? Uh, uh, people that believe in you, people that support you, but you only have 10,000 tokens. So I get a token, right? I pay whatever thousand bucks for my token. I'm now- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. In the club with only, um, depending on how you sell tokens, but let's say I'm in a club with only 4,000 other people. Out of the 10 million people that want in, only 4,000 can get in. So now, a year from now, two years from now, whenever down the road, I can exchange that token. And the best thing to do is let people buy a couple of them grant. So if I get three grant tokens, I can sell one to maybe get my money back. I can hold one forever because I believe grant's going to continue to blow up. And then I use the other one as my ability to access all of this community stuff. So board eight, they have, if you are a token holder, you can attend certain events that no one else can attend. You can jump in certain Zooms, no one else can jump in. So it's all about that elite access that is limited. And now we have demand with a small supply. And that's what is the value. Does that make sense? But Glenn, so how, how would you tell people about it a year from now? Say, hey, I have one of these. How, how do you go about doing Put it that? out to your community. Yeah, it's all that, that your, you could easily put out to your community. It's no different than if I buy a, a very rare bottle of wine, you know, there's a place for that. Like right now, the place for that is going is, is Christie's, you know, or an auction like that. Same thing if I have sports memorabilia. In my stomach. Same, same thing. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's all marketing. It's all it's all about marketing. <laughs> this is well, NFTs, so NFTs are already is on the big auction exchange. And there's also, yeah, there's also OpenSea. OpenSea is where so all there, the There's answers. already places to do that. And it's like you're, um, you had the diamond guy on, uh, Grant. You, you, you were showing your diamonds, showing your bling. I saw that on the Instagram. You interviewed like the diamond guy, 
right? Those diamonds have value based on shortage and demand. And how does that guy promote, you know, these diamonds? Well, he promotes through an influencer like you, where you bring him on his show and you say, hey, this is the place where I buy my diamonds. And so influencers can leverage other influencers to tap into other audiences. People use them as their profile picks on different social medias. As you can see, I got my hippo right now. Like it's all just it's all just marketing and really leaning in on the the fact that it's limited. Only so many can have it. That's really where the value comes from. And the volume traded right now for Little Hippo is six point two ETH. And um, Glenn was great, so gracious in uh, when he was sharing his story about the cryptocurrency uh, evolution and the music evolution um, that he invested two hundred dollars. Well, the the volume traded value for a little hippo at pre-launch, it hasn't even been launched to the public yet, is 6.2 ETH. One ETH right now is $3,083. So that means that his his little NFT is now worth $19,000. And it hasn't even been launched to the public yet. It's been pre-launched, limited uh, minting ses sessions. We've only had two, right, Glenn? And so he's already more than 10x his investment. Now, he has, now, it hasn't even been launched to the public yet. So that's just let, let me ask you, do, do you guys think it should be done as ETH or, or, or with a credit card purchase? And, and they can convert it later? Yeah, you can. You can purchase ETH through MetaMask um, using your credit no, no, card. No, no, I mean the NFT itself. Yes. You can You can actually so purchase. Go ahead, Glenn, if you Unexplained to. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say there's different. Through the blockchain, though. Yeah, but there's different. There's different launches. So, for example, Matrix. The Matrix launched their NFT with a company called Nifties, and it was strictly credit card. You did not have to go in and use your wallet or anything like that. Um, so, some of these bigger mainstream companies, they are just using credit card transactions. So that 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 is happening, and my guess is moving forward, there's kind of two sides to it. So we want to remove friction, which allowing people to use a credit card removes friction, because right now you got to have you know wallets, Coinbase, so on and so forth. So it definitely removes friction. However, it's counter culture because the culture is decentralized remove the banks allow us to do the exchanges on our own so it's kind of we'll see where the culture of it goes what's going to win glenn, the friction or the culture glenn the nft i think from what i understand does not get activated uh the ownership or the gifts in it do not get activated until the visa card or transaction is then converted to eat is that right or not right I, I guess I'd, I don't know the inner workings on the backside of nifties. I do know that with them, I bought matrix NFTs using my credit card. And then those matrix NFTs were then I attached my, um, my wallet and they were stored in my crypto wallet. So I don't know what, I don't know what they do over on the backside, but on my side, the process was put in a credit card, buy the one that I want and roll. Was that easier for you or, or, or that was easier, it sounds like, for you? Yeah, it was easier for the purchase. Now, as far as yeah. getting them listed and marketed for sale, 
then it's more difficult. Like getting them because, out of your Nipsey wallet. They made, that, yeah. they made that your problem rather than their problem. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And, and, and that's the hurdle you have to go to to create the value, which I love that, by the way. You're basically, this is a massive affiliate chain. Yeah, and and, 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 and as, as time goes on, Grant, this is going to just become more and more and more accepted. I mean, everything that we've done, you know, getting onto the Internet was not easy. If you remember in the beginning, it was a, a pain in the behind. Right. And, and uh, there's a lot of things that we do in our lives that especially as we don't understand it. So the first time somebody gets on. For example, I want to go buy Bitcoin. All right, well, you just can't go buy Bitcoin. You got to get, you know, some type of a wallet like Coinbase, and then you could go out and buy it. All right, well, I got to do that. Well, how do you, I would just sign up for an app? Well, no, 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 it's not the way it works. You sign up for the app, then you got to create an account. All right, now I'm good. Nope, nope, no, you're not. Now you got to transfer money from your bank. What? I got to transfer money from my bank. Yeah, and so you got to set up a connection to your account. And so these things take a little bit of effort, but it has not stopped tens of millions of people from doing it because to your point, there's a massive value in it. MetaMask is the same thing. So if I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy NFTs, I need, if I'm going to avail myself to pre-launches, I've got to go out and have a MetaMask account. Well, what's that? Same thing. So the thing is that it's going to become more and more normalized, more and more common. <laughs> and people are willing to do that because they don't fear of missing out. They don't want to miss out. They want to have the opportunity Dave, hey, Dave. to get at these things at ground level. Yes, sir. So let's say, let's say, and I'd love to hear it from the audience. And I just popped in. I didn't know you guys were talking about this, but it's intriguing to me. Let's say a guy does a 10,000 uh, release, 10,000 units, okay? And people yeah. can buy 10 of them or 100 of them, right? Do you guys think it should be an auction where the price just determines itself? Or, hey, guys, they're all 1,000 bucks. And by the way, some of them, are more valuable than others. Well, it's again, Glenn said it earlier. But, it's about, and, and yeah. so did Raylan. It's access. It depends on how rare. So let's put it this way. Let's make put it in into into something that's completely relatable to what you're doing right now. So you know, Brian and I have a diamond front row seats at 10x. All right. Well, that's about access. Does it cost more? Yeah, it costs a lot more. But it's about access. Could we have uh, paid less? To sit one row back, yep, you bet, we could have paid half. How about if we wanted to sit 10 rows back? Yep, we could have paid a quarter. But it's about access. And just like in those events, you're not selling all those tickets for 100 bucks or all those tickets for 500 bucks. It depends on the access and what comes with it. So you could certainly do that. But as Glenn also mentioned, you'll notice with NFTs, there's typically a pre-launch price. And they're going to put a pre-launch price based on oftentimes what is the level of interest that they're getting right off the bat? And so that's going to determine the pre-launch price. The second so, that so it goes David, into the pre-launch. to my audience, the pre-launch price? Is that to my yeah, audience or is that yes, to the broad 100%. market? The oh, Euro. Be a lot of crypto people but it's primarily don't... the pre-launch is your audience. Uh-huh. So, you know, you could even have an NFT that gives them access to the pre-launch. You could do uh -huh. that. There's another layer. So now I've got access to the pre-launch. Hey, I, I want to get into the 10X pre-launch. I'm sorry, you can't. You don't have access. You have to have at least one of his NFTs. Okay, so imagine that I, you sell everybody a baseline NFT just to have access. Now they have access to the pre-launch. And so you send that out to your audience to the pre-launch because now there's value in, in being a uh, part of the Grant Cardone 
uh, NFT. Dude, we're talking a lot of sales and marketing here, ladies and gentlemen. This thing was built yes. for me. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to add real quick to what David's talking about, and you know, one of the reasons I really like this uh, little hippo program that that Rundown's doing. Grant, you asked if some should be more valuable um, than others when you do a ten thousand NFT drop. And here, here's here's what I'll say to that. Um, there's different ways to look at it, right? Some have rarity, less rarity, more rarity. Other communities are pushing the whole pile, right? So Board Ape Yacht Club, the cheapest one you can find is two hundred and something thousand dollars now at this point. There's some that are selling for 1.5, but it's really coming down to the buyer and their connection with that particular NFT, right? So what you can do, and, and here's what it comes down to, Grant. There are tons of NFT projects that are cash grabs. That's all they're trying to do. They want to grab a bunch of cash. They don't necessarily care whether that NFT goes up in value in the future or not. They just want to turn their 100K, 200K, 500K, million bucks over the next couple hours, do a big launch, and then they take their money and they run, right? There's tons of those that are happening. So you have to be careful. That's why you have to really look at the person you're investing in. Then there are the NFT launches and the leaders and the communities that are really focused on making sure that everybody wins, right? That everybody wins and that the community is pushing and pushing and pushing. So you have to kind of decide what are you looking to do is it, are you looking to make a short-term move that earns us some money that would be a different project than a long-term investment like what you're doing with your real estate those are long-term investment moves where everybody levels up financially so that 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 determination would determine which way you'd want to launch the product whether you'd have more rarity Glenn, or Glenn, Glenn, create something say, for everyone let's say Glenn, just for sake of conversation there's ten thousand every hundredth one what would that be like a hundred hundred yeah has like the value could be insane it could be like lifetime 10x on on a, a tenth of them it could be uh, another you know 20 percent of them could have some kind of super access to me but nobody knows which ones are which do i release all those let's say one's worth they're all worth a thousand bucks for sure minimum everybody wins because they got something worth more than a thousand dollars let's say every one of them has five thousand dollars of value okay do 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 i go out like that and say look every everything in here in this collection has five thousand dollars worth of value and here's some of the things it could include and some of them there's a handful of these that have ten thousand twenty five thousand hundreds of thousands two hundred fifty thousand dollars one of them has the mile high club whatever right some crazy thing something you can't really buy how do i price them on the launch it, 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 to the audience how would you guys like to see something like that uh, uh, priced so you would need to have a consistent price on the launch especially for your whitelist your your followers that are in early before you release it public right and that number can change with each rollout so just using little hippos as an example because it's most recent he rolled out the first launch. They were $100. He did. He minted 1,000 of them. Second launch, he rolled out. They were $200, and he minted 1,400 of them. 
The third launch will be tonight. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be. So as you build interest and as people are buying them, you can start to shift that. Now, one thing you want to do, though, is you don't want to let somebody buy a hundred of these things or a thousand of these things. You want to limit it. You want to say, hey, you can only buy three. You can only buy five. You can only buy oh, a certain oh, so amount. Saying, Glenn, you're saying, Glenn, I wouldn't sell all 10,000 in the day. Yeah. Well, you, you might, but just Correct. the same person. And I think, uh, Grant, you would have to take incredibly good care at the early adapters, your, your prime uh, clients, and take care of them. And they should win almost every, you know, they should win every time with this. Get, they should be able to, that's one of the benefits, I would think, is being able to get in early and get in often on your, your, on your launches, if I'm understanding it correct. Yeah, I know I know when I did BitClout, okay, when BitClout was a thing and I went and got some BitClout, whatever that was, I don't even know what it is today. Dude, I had people that don't even like me buy Bit, BitClout, my name in BitClout. I saw the transactions. I'm like, that guy don't even like me. But but he invested in my BitClout because he thought it would go up in value. So. How, how do I. And maybe Glenn, we can have this conversation offline. Or if anybody knows a bunch about a bunch about this stuff, give me a DM because I'm going to do this. It's just how I'm going to do it. And I want to do it where everybody wins. Clearly, Glenn, you know I'm going to do it where everybody, particularly That's that first phase of people, are going to win. Yeah. Well, we're 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 we're, 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 we're yes, Grant. We will pull this offline. Uh, we'll do it together. It'll be a great opportunity for everyone. And uh, but but yeah, that's how you're going to want to roll it out. You're going to want to roll it out limited amounts that people can buy that way we can more people right can get in and can get involved having certain ones that are more rare than others or that have a little bit more utility than others that's something that can be considered but you don't want anybody to feel you know that they got screwed or anything like that do i want to sell those as more valuable or do i just want to have those included as oh my god dude look yeah you would want them to just be random you would want it to be random. No. Yeah, like no. I, I paid a thousand and I got yeah. this. Yeah, now, you would want it to be random. Chance, yeah, isn't there a good chance that never gets traded? A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred uh percent. -huh. And the reason we want to do that is we definitely don't want you know, you don't want people to feel like it's an elitist type thing, right? Like, like oh well, they can pay more, so of course they get more because that that'll that'll pull people out of the community and that's yeah, not no, what we I, want. I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to be. That's right. But, but I also don't want somebody with only a thousand dollars, no offense to anybody in the room to be able to be the first, first row of a 10 X growth company. But yeah, I mean, that person is going to be like, Hey dude, I got it. Somebody will pay 20 grand for it. They're probably going to sell it if they actually need money. Exactly. Right. So right. Yeah. 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 And, and you can end up with a lottery. And, you know, I think one of the things, Grant, you said to me, and I think it was very true when we were talking about some people sitting up front and some people in the back, and you said, hey, you know, we all started in the back of the room. And the first thing was to get in yeah, there, yeah. and then we sat in the back of the room, and you, you literally earned your way to the front of the room by, by paying and participating in, in, in that. And I, I think there's a certain benefit to that. I mean, the way to learn how to cut down a tree is to cut down trees and, and to just be able to sit there in the front row. Well, it may be great for that moment for that person, but they didn't really do what they needed to do. Not everyone can live on Park Avenue. You start out, you know, when you start out in the boroughs, you start out in Queens, and, and, and if you're so inclined and that's something that's desirable to you, 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 you do what you have to do to get there. And I think it's in that climbing 
that the growth takes place. I think though you could also limit that, right? Like I would imagine that could be only like could be traded one time a year. I, again, I don't know the back end of it, but it would be interesting to have it to where it's almost like a Willy Wonka, go check out the chocolate factory kind of thing. And, and in those NFTs, you have one of them that will allow you access, not to the front of the, of the room, but if you get it, you may just in fact be invited to do X. And who knows, like that to me is, is, is aspirational of itself, right? Like just to be invited to the, to the table and then that inspire that person buys in even more to the brand. Again, just having one of those could be kind of interesting. Again, the idea of like the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. Super smart, Raylan. Super smart. I think there actually is a uh, Willy Wonka NFT project that I saw that had something <laughs> similar. I agree. <laughs> Super. I, I agree. I gotta go take a well, look the... at everything old in my life and put it on the internet for sale because it's gold back there. You know, just NFT it. And see what the heck happens. <laughs> and Grant's got libraries. Hey, again, again, like we talked about earlier, Brian, it really is. I want you to start thinking about it. It's really investing in a startup company. Do you believe in the company? Do you believe in the leader? Do you believe in their plan? Do you believe in their uh, community, that they have a community, that they have the ability to get this product to market? Like if you believe in all the different pieces of that company, that's really what these are, they should be, and, and don't get me wrong, the, the kid that you know posted a selfie of himself which sold for a million bucks, that's weird stuff. But the future of NFT is it's an opportunity to invest in a company, so you would want to look at it the same way. You wanna do your research. Who's leading the charge? What does their community look like? What type of the product do they have? What is their track record in the past? You wanna ask all those questions and if everything, all the boxes are checked, then that's when you should jump in on the particular project, especially if it aligns with your passions, your desires, and things that you care about. For me, that's my recommendation on the the, the the reason why the reason why this is so uh, compelling, interesting, fascinating, uh, I would see from Grant's perspective, is he already has established with every single NFT is attempting to build out a community, right? They're mm -hmm. attempting to build out uh, interest on Discord and get people interested in a pre-launch because if the pre-launch goes well, it's gonna become a self-fulfilled prophecy, just like Board Apes, Yacht Club, right? And so you're, you're seeing people trying to replicate already what Board Apes has done. And so Board Apes has done that very successfully. Grant, where you have this massive advantage if you were to just consider what, what Glenn just said, Kate, okay, I wonder, well, if anybody's sitting there in the audience right now going, yeah, I wonder if Grant's gonna make it. Oh, I don't know if I should invest. I don't know if he's gonna be around. Yeah, he's gonna be around. There's $5 billion in real estate. They're gonna be just fine. <clears throat> There's a billion dollars in sales on his uh, materials, his, his uh, training and other platforms that they have. Yeah, they're gonna be fine. They'll be around. So, you know, Grant, to me, you are the Bitcoin already of NFTs because you already have this massive audience that is highly engaged and that is very interested and already places a huge value on what you do. Why? Because you've transformed their life, either in real estate or in their business. That's and most the NFTs, they're desperately trying to get there. And most of them will, will not get there, in my humble opinion and there will be some fallout. So I think it's interesting.
Yeah, I was. I agree. I agree, Speed Zach. I would say ninety ninety nine percent of the of the projects will, you know, ninety nine percent of the projects will fail because it is easy to release hey, a project. Yeah. So I say ninety nine percent of them will fail. You got guys buying hippos. I mean, come on, and, and spending good money for hippos. Mark yes, right. my words, ladies and gentlemen. This hippo project, the guy behind the project, the community behind the project. Y'all better stop sleeping on this project. They actually, they actually have another launch. They have another mint. They have another mint tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can get up to three hippos if you'd like. Just message me. I'll let you know. Do this and let's get everybody in this room and in these rooms of Berkeley Champions participating on the ground floor. It'll add value to BWC. It'll add value and audience to Grant's already great and we, we can launch this brian do you know board ape yacht club came out of clubhouse last april absolutely just like little hippo it's it just like <laughs> this they, they built it straight out of clubhouse last april they came running through our room one morning they did a an ape raid where they came up on the stage and made monkey sounds <laughs> they, they did that they raided us william tong was like glenn you have to get one of these Bored apes, dude. They're two hundred bucks. You got to get one. And I was like, no, nah, this is stupid. I ain't doing it." You get Spisak in a monkey suit. Don't. Ooh, ooh, I mean, I, 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 that. But it was literally built oh, in Clubhouse through conversations like this. They built a community. They educated everybody. They launched it, and then they took their 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 revenue and flipped it to start bringing in more and more influencers marketing advertising so on and so forth and now look at it man it's just it's hey, unbelievable hey, the community behind that thing now i gotta throw props to our gal barbara majeski who's not here she's on her way back from i'm right here i'm right here i'm right here on i'm plane. on the plane <laughs> absolute elitist uh but, but uh, <laughs> where's the love ben stock say something nice right now say something nice right now keep getting dms in my my inbox like i'm responsible for you. you you'd have been so proud you should have been there people slapping me around for not being there to support my partner in crime and my gosh uh, every, every you should have been there brian the shut up <laughs> everything i heard from the show was that it was fantastic and and barbara i did i was secret scrolling you as you know i had my spies there and i, and I got most of your presentation in bits and pieces including the standing ovation you were Barbara killed it. Your, it is so hard to hear, Brian. Your, your presence on the stage, Barbara, was spectacular. The way you carried yourself was spectacular. And the feedback that I'm getting from complete strangers, hey, you know her, right? She's your friend. And uh, I, I, I'm super proud of what you did there and the impact that you made on the ladies that were there. She must... Barb's not impressed with what you said. <laughs> Either that or she's up he in the air. He was messaging me that she can barely, she can barely hear him. Brian, you're kind of off in the distance. I think you're still working on your roadcaster skills. So you're kind of off there in the distance. Listen to all these new things I'm working on. My roadcaster, <laughs> NFT. We can't hear him. Ethereum. I, I, I'm barely back in the car business these days because I'm working on all these uh, new skills that I'm learning. Anybody can new sell cars to today, Brian. Time. What's that? Anybody, That's a fact. Anybody can take orders today. Yeah, it's not selling cars. You got to quit calling yourself a car yeah, sales. I, I appreciate sales that. You're, <laughs> for my business. Well, I appreciate that. You're, you're an OTB. You're an OTB. 
I'm an OG OG. <laughs> an off-track betting site. You're an OTB. Times into how much? You know what an OTB is, right? Uh, I, uh, off-track betting. Order taking bitch. Ooh. So it's okay. It's all right. I'll take your money too. But anyhow, Barbara, Barbara had a great event, and uh, we're, we're looking to have a really great Kumbaya uh, Clubhouse Kumbaya Grant at your event in March. And uh, so consider how you can loop uh, NFTs into that before the event. There's got to be an NFT component to the new 10X, and how do we get that launched beforehand so we can all participate? Uh, maybe it's something you do virtually because you can sell a lot of tickets uh, virtually. How, how is there an NFT associated with that? Well, you got you guys definitely have me thinking this morning. This got them all up. Been in those wheels. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, well, this, this is breakfast with champions. Go ahead. Glenn, how long do you think it would take me to sell 10,000 NFTs? Two and a half minutes. Hey, don't say. A minute. No, no way, no way. 60 no seconds. Way. Two and a half, two and a half <laughs> minutes. If we, if we did seconds. it as a, Five if minutes. we launched them all at the seconds. same time, it would literally take like two and a half minutes. Five real. minutes. I agree. No, to do it well, at least two weeks for 10,000 depends on how you want to roll it out i'm just saying you could potentially if you did a 10,000 drop all at once with your community with the marketing the lead up getting everybody prepared just like just like gary v did when he dropped when he dropped uh v friends dude he did uh 56 million in a couple minutes yeah but Have with nice that day. said Grant doesn't need 56 million in a couple minutes. Grant, what you need is to really build out a powerful project yes. that over time will serve everyone in it and not be a cash grab and ultimately get not just 56 million over a drop over a period of 30 days, but the recurring on those transactions. You build the community right. That's what I'm telling, man. It's that passive income in the smart contract 10 percent of every transaction going forward that's the key so if you can build it to where people are selling and transacting next month six months from now a year from now two years from now dude that account that you're looking at every single morning to check the balance on it'll just keep stacking bro it'll just keep stacking straight up passive 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 income if you take the time to like build it out the right way for real yeah but glenn grant already has a whole bunch of nfts and he probably doesn't even realize it you know, because I was at an event um, two weeks ago with uh, Gary V, and he looked, it was a real estate event, and he looked at everyone, he said, title companies, if you're not paying attention, you're going to be out of business in four years. Because right now, just today, they announced in Florida that someone is taking, let me see what it was, they're taking, they're building the first NFT on the property to be able to tangent, to be able to proper, the Florida property, let's see here, NFT real estate technology property, plans to meet the property rights on a digital token. Will you drop the link up at the top, Joshley? Yeah, I'll grab it right now. But that's what's happening. That's where you're going to see this Glenn, change. Grant, you talked about you. it earlier. Yeah, you talked about it earlier, Grant. It's a contract. Same thing with all those properties. You turn those properties 
into NFTs, that's the contract you're transferring it over. Now you pull the banks out of it, everything. You've already got NFTs. You've just got to be able to mint every single property you own into an NFT and be able to transfer it that way. Then you hold that 10% on every single property Clint was talking about. And property is, is the first NFT um, site um, for real estate. I, I actually uh, back-channeled that to you as well, uh, Grant, and I just sent it to you, Glenn. Um, it's been around for at least three months because um, I was looking at them when they first came onto the market. Well, well, Thank you. I appreciate that. you also got to, to apply to automobiles, right, the title and transfer of title. Brian, I'm not sure what's going on with your mic, brother. Is your mic on? We can barely hear you. You're very soft. I can hear him. Um, I can hear him. Okay, go ahead. It's got to be the same as with titles, automobile titles. Yeah. yeah one, that's, nothing more than a that, that's nothing more than a transfer of ownership, a contractual transfer of ownership. And uh, there's all sorts of problems associated with the way it's being done today. Yeah, totally. And that would be an instantaneous transfer of ownership, right? So the owner of the product, the vehicle, uh, could transfer the ownership to the new owner uh, uh, using their phone from all from contracts. Anywhere. All contracts will move this way, Brian. Yeah, that's uh, you know I, I got to get my head around it, uh, and you know because wherever there's something new like this, there's going to be some fraud and some bad bad players, but there's also going to be tremendous uh, opportunities. This is Janice. I've messaged you, Grant. There's a lady, Susan, in your 10x investment club that knows tokenization of real estate, Susan, and just, I don't look at my clubhouse messages, but if you look at that, that tells you the lady in your investment club. And the coolest thing about all this is it's worldwide. You can pay somebody in India. You don't have to go to the whatever. Anyway, I'm Janice. I'm complete. Thank you. And Elaine is a bit rocked. Crazy, crazy stuff. Hey, thanks for creating space and holding this conversation right it can be well, uncomfortable well, Glenn, I, I love the space when it when it flows right best you know the uh when you build in the morning with gratitude and then you go in a specific direction and that direction continues to build and i i i always find for me those were the most interesting rooms because listen the room you were having before our room was so interesting and to stop and say okay no no no, no this is what we want to talk about today and if I was one of the people in the audience, and I was, I want that conversation to continue. But I, I think the other thing I love about it, too, is what we brainstorm. Like, we don't have the necessarily answers, but I'm willing to bet we came up with something today, whether it's NFTs for coaching programs or, or for real estate, whatever ideas were throughout there, someone's going to take it and run with it and make a whole bunch of money with it. So I love the fact that when we do these rooms, and especially, too, like with our segment, we just kind of brainstorm and see what happens. And again people are going to take some of these ideas and make a whole bunch of money with it so i love it that's what's up elevating the whole community right elevating the whole community if and, and, and that provides and i think if we do this right we're going to really provide value for every person of every walk of life that that joins into the room you know from the uh, heavy hitters like spisak and todd skelton to the small fish like myself uh, to to uh, everybody else that's in the room that, that can participate at a level that's comfortable for them and is at a risk level that they're comfortable with. So I, I think that's really the exciting part. I agree. Hey, Glenn, it's Christina. Go ahead, Christina. Bonzo actually has a podcast um, for anyone that's want to uh, have more information on EMTs. He's very knowledgeable in the space. I think Raylan mentioned his name earlier. Um, his podcast is called uh, NFT 365. 
And I think he, he posts on a regular basis. I think they're in the top 25 uh, podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or one of those podcast channels. So just wanted to put that out there. Brian Fonzo, NFT365, gives lots of education in this space. Yeah, I think, yeah, just this is Benny down at the bottom. I think his whole deal this year is to purchase one NFT a day. And so literally, yeah. he's minting one. Yep. He's, ma- he's making one. He's minting one NFT every day for 365 days. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, we don't have Barb. Barb's on a plane listening. She just hit us on the back channel. She's on the plane listening, enjoying, but she can't speak right now. But if she was here, Glenn, she would say it is the top of the hour, and that woman does not finish late. <laughs> so on behalf of Barb, and in honor of Barb killing it at 10x, I'm flipping it back to you, my man. That is 100% what she would say, no doubt about it. And Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.